Good morning. It is uh, 9.07. It is Froster Buns Friday. And Brian is, well, uh, Brian is uh, just displaying the cynic that he is. <laughs> Good Lord, I would man. never do that. It's just a weather balloon. I'm sure it is, yeah. You've convinced Nothing me see. otherwise. Nothing to see here. Weather balloon the size of three uh, Greyhound buses. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it just, it, it. They're, got you know, carried away. It got off course. They're checking the atmosphere for this global warming that, you know, the world is experiencing. They're trying to help. Oh, you are such a cynic. <laughs> I know you're being facetious. You think that we should probably do something about this. Uh, it, is, uh, it is interesting. Um, this spy balloon uh, is Chinese. They've admitted it. They say it's, it's just a weather balloon. It's gone off track. <laughs> gone off track. Yeah, by a whole continent and across the ocean. <laughs> I'm really yeah. sorry about that, but while yeah. we're here... Damn that Pacific. Pictures. Yeah. Um, so, the first thing you want to find out is just how far up can you claim uh, is sovereign territory? Uh, so how, uh, just how far above? Um, can a satellite or a balloon or an aircraft fly above a country uh, and be considered in or out of the airspace? Well, there isn't a global standard on, on uh, overflight limits. Uh, there are bilateral agreements between some countries about overflight privileges for aircraft. Uh, most countries uh, try to claim unlimited altitude sovereignty. Um, Actually, it's uh, just how how accurately they can shoot something down from the ground that determines the height. Uh, very few countries uh, can get above what's called the Kármán line. Uh, the Kármán line uh, is an altitude of about a hundred kilometers, about sixty-two miles over th uh, sea level. Uh, the minimum low Earth um, orbit uh, for a satellite is an orbit altitude of 160 kilometers, 99 miles above sea level. Uh, so from a, a practical standpoint, no matter what a nation may claim, the practical limit of national airspace, somewhere between 62 miles and 99 miles above sea level. I think this thing was at 60, was it 60,000 feet, I think? I'm not sure. I, I'm looking for uh, more information. But if it's 60,000 feet, 5,280 feet in a mile, it'd be 11 miles, uh, just under 11 and a half miles. So I would argue it is uh, violating our airspace. It is apparently far enough up, high enough up, not to interfere with uh, commercial aircraft. Shoot it down? Let me tell you what I would do, Brian. If I were going to send a spy balloon... Use uh, 18th and 19th century technology to spy on uh, another country. I would load up all the equipment and I would put an altimeter in there and an explosive. So that if somebody tried to lower it one way or another, it would explode and you'd get no information from it. Right. That's, that's what I would do. Uh, I'm not a military expert. My guess is uh, the Chinese would have thought of that too. Shoot so are these manned? No, there's nobody in there. Okay, uh, but I don't know if there's, you know, anything to help 
guide it other than the winds, uh, possibly. I just don't know enough about it. But I don't like the idea that China is floating stuff above. <laughs> oh, no. you're just a cynic. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, they could shoot it down, and my guess is they, you know, if you can, and I'm, I'm doing a stretch here, but if you can refuel a jet, a military jet, at a gazillion miles an hour uh, up in the air, you probably have some kind of a device that you could use to lower that. Uh, uh, it, it, what would happen if they just put one round through the balloon? I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe still kind you... of surprised that balloons can go higher than you know your typical aircraft. The balloons can go up to an altitude of eighty to one hundred and twenty thousand feet. In yes. contrast, the planes only thirty five thousand. Yeah, um, but my suggestion of of putting a round through the balloon might be uh, analogous to uh, when we laugh at the left uh, when they say, oh, the police should have shot him in the leg. Uh, it just may not be possible. I don't know. I'm not a military expert. What do you but think I know would we happen have a if, lot of, if huh? we made that decision to shoot it down? I, I believe we could shoot it down. I know we could, but what would happen if we did? What do you think China's response would be? I don't know that China could say anything. It's in our, it's above That's our country. of war. Yeah, it could be, you know, maybe they are. Maybe they're trying to provoke us. I don't know. I would, my gut instinct tells me to see if you could figure out what it's listening to and watching. See if you can look at the radio signals or whatever. And then bring the damn thing down. I don't know. That's, that's what I think. Uh, 874-9390. 800-529-5572. Uh, I've given you the information that uh, that I have. And uh, th at this point, we're not experts. Maybe there's somebody listening to us. I'm sure there are former military who know what the limits are for uh, the Air Force. Feel free to give us a call. 874 9390 800 You can also just go to GaryNolan.com. Send me a message there. It is, by the way, Frost Your Buns Friday, so any topic that's on your mind, yeah, well, we can we can make it our topic, too. Uh, to the phones, Roger, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Gary. Uh, first of all, one quick thing about that balloon. If they just shot one or two holes in it, if things as big as three buses, yeah. and they should, should be able to hit that, it would drift down slowly. And perhaps the cargo or whatever's in that gondola underneath it would not be damaged, and we could see what the Chinese were doing. Was yeah, kind of I thought of that. But, but, Roger, did you hear my explanation? If, if, suppose you were going to do this. Suppose you were going to launch this, but you didn't want anybody to find out in the event they brought it down. Wouldn't you rig it with an altimeter and an explosive? I don't know. I probably would, but I don't know if the Chinese are that smart. Oh, they're that smart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, anyway, what I called about, Gary, is your local news here at 9 o'clock mentioned President Reagan's trip here back in the 1980s, back here to Columbia. He came because Columbia always had one or two of the nation's outstanding schools in the district for many, many years. And that's the time my kids were in school, and they were all very proud that their school 
was one of the outstanding schools in the country. Now, Columbia Public Schools has had not had an outstanding school in the nation for well over 25 years. And when you look at the figures of what's going on in Columbia schools, uh, this is from, from DESE, from the state numbers and compiled by the Show Me Institute. The Columbia School District spends in the top 20% of all the 500-some uh, districts in the state spends more per student than 80% of the students. It, the Columbia schools are very, very expensive. And then when you look down to the results, they're in the bottom 30% of all the 500 schools in the nation. So basically the bottom line is Columbia taxpayers are certainly not getting their money's worth when they want to pay their taxes at the end of the year. No, that's, you know, it, it, frankly, that's what happens when the government does anything. It's, it never gives you your money's worth. Would it be great if you could well, sue it, them for the failure? It's, it's more, more uh, pronounced here in the Columbia School District of, of the utter failure that they've had for the last 20-some-odd years. Uh, my kids went to school here in the 90s, and I think they got a fairly decent education. They did well in college and went on to have some successful careers. But today, the schools in Columbia are just pathetic. Well, there's a guy that wants to get on the school board that I Chuck think could... Casey. Yeah. I think he'd make a hell of an impact. I know Chuck, and he would he would make a great impact on this. I mean, he wouldn't, he'd be outvoted, but he would get his message across and uh, I, I'm certainly supporting Chuck, and and uh, and I certainly hope he wins. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 uh. Do not dare uh, endorse him. I won't. I won't endorse Chuck. Okay, good. All right, Roger, <laughs> thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Sharon, good morning. How are you? Gary, I wonder if anybody's kind of wondering if there's any correlation to this. Uh, we have this Chinese balloon that supposedly got off course. And the Chinese told us, oh, calm down. You know, there's nothing to worry about. And wasn't it a few days ago I heard that there's been a Russian submarine hovering pretty close to Hawaii? Yeah. Well, that doesn't make me feel very safe. You don't suppose we're doing the same sort of things to the Chinese and the Russians, do you? Well, we could. <laughs> I, God, I hope so. If they're doing it to us, we ought to be doing it to them. But I think this balloon is, uh, this is just a bit outrageous to, uh, and the hubris of sending it, um, it over the United States. How would they respond if we did that to them? Well, also they said they didn't <clears throat> want to uh, shoot it down because they didn't want to hurt anybody on the ground. But then they turned around and said that it's in a very sparsely populated area. So what, it's a big deal if they would shoot it down. It probably wouldn't hit anybody. Probably wouldn't, but then again, if it was your roof and you were under it when that hit, um, <laughs> your family would be upset. But I think there are ways they could lower that thing. I think they could do that. Sharon, thank All you. Right. Take care. Glad to have you on a Froster Buns Friday. I'll squeeze one more in before we go to break. Kurt is on the line. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I, too, am well. Okay, that's great. Uh, listen, I had something to talk to you about that involved the Chinese. 
You, you, do you know a congressman named Chip Roy? Yes. Okay. Well, he was on another program that I watch after you go off the air. And he was talking about the Chinese causing a delay in the building of 825 F-35 fighters. It seems like somebody, some bonehead, made a contract with the Chinese to build the necessary or to manufacture the necessary uh, metals for us to build those aircraft with. Uh, that that don't sound too good to me because if you if you think about it, what would have happened to the Brit to the British if they had contracted hit with Hitler to build uh, um, the metals necessary for them to build a Spitfire? Yeah, wouldn't it turned out too well? Absolutely. I got some Chip Roy audio uh, that I think is just. I mean, I really am getting to like this guy a lot, uh -huh. uh, and I'll play this Chip Roy audio when we come back. Kurt, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's Froster Buns Friday. Chip Roy audio that you will enjoy on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 923 on a Froster Buns Friday. I'm your host, Gary Nolan. You can reach me at GaryNolan.com or pick up the phone, 874-9390 if you're local, 800-529-5572 if you are not. Uh, Chip Roy is a, a congressman uh, out of Texas and really impressing me more all the time. I just love his uh, his uh, intestinal fortitude, if you will. Uh, and uh, the uh, the Republicans were calling out socialism, uh, and this is this is just fabulous. Listen to Chip Roy and Maxine Waters. Um, by the way, uh, Brian has Brian play the go ahead and play the Maxine Waters okay. audio. This is from probably ten fifteen years ago. And guess what this liberal would be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing. Uh, um, would be about basically taking over and the government running all of your companies. All right, so here's Chip Roy. Well, we think this is Chip Roy. Now, we can go around and around in circles about trying to talk about and defining socialism, but... At, 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 a, at its core, I was intrigued by an op-ed that I saw not too long ago uh, by a Democrat from Cuba commenting on one of our colleagues, an avowed socialist, um, and, and essentially pointing out the extent to which uh, democratic socialism is a lot like the system my family fled, except its proponents promised to be nicer when seizing your business. And that's the truth. That's the truth here. And so we can talk about these terms as if they don't matter, but they do. They do matter. They're, they're actually at the core of who we are. I've got one question for, for the ranking member, uh, ranking member Waters. In a 2008 hearing, you said, quote, and guess what this liberal will be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing, would be about basically taking over the government and the government running all of your companies, end quote. Simple question, do you stand by that statement? Now, you would think this would be a yes or no answer. <laughs> you'd think you'd be able to spit this answer out right away. And if you had any common sense at all, you'd go, well, no. Uh, but here, I here misspoke it. or something. Yeah, but no, here we go. Painful silence. Simple answer. I am here today in this rules committee because we're taking what our time 
What happened to simple uh, answer? Basically a non-issue. First of all, you claim that socialism has engulfed this country, that it keeps creeping, it's going to take over private businesses, et cetera, et cetera. That is not happening. We're in a democracy that we're trying very much to save and to not have disrupted, undermined so in the, the way that... So then reclaiming my time, the, the general lady denounces your previous statement then and do not accept that previous statement that I, you think you would take over these I'm not a socialist. Businesses? I'm a capitalist. And I commit to you that I am here to save Social Security, to okay. save Medicare, to save seniors the and answer? veterans. And for some of you who have adopted certain kind of ways that you support what you now claim is socialism. I'm here to say to you, come on. So, so, the, so this liberal will be all about socializing, will be all about basically taking over and the government running all of your companies. You, 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 you disagree with that? You, you now denounce that statement? I am not a socialist. Okay. All right. So I, I appreciate um, the response. I, I, I think that to the, to the extent that one has a concern as a member of this body or as an American watching this, one has concerns when we hear statements like this, and that's not the only one, um, and statements by some of our colleagues on the other side of the aisle extolling the virtues of socialism. As I just pointed out, um, a, a, a nicer way of confiscating businesses, a nicer way of confiscate, confiscating the assets and the means of production. <laughs> Hey, uh, you just shot and killed that guy. Yes, I am not a killer. <laughs> I mean, really. And she said, a simple answer. I was waiting for a simple answer. I never got one. She didn't say, You just yeah, didn't give her a know, chance was... to spit it out. That's what it was. Her, <laughs> that long silence between his question and her answer was as fast as her little mind could <laughs> whirl. Um, looking for a way out of this. Democrats, you're socialists. Just admit it. There's no point in pretending you're not. You are. From those according to their ability to those according to their need. I mean, you are socialists. Oh, Lord. Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, I'm, I got a frost my buns issue. Uh, maybe somebody's talked about this. When you drive into eastbound 70 going to St. Louis, has anybody noticed the destruction of all the trees along the shoulders, uh, the easements on the outer service road areas? I haven't noticed it, but uh, but then I don't pay attention. <laughs> I, they're I just basically barely... taking a hedgehog, and they're just chopping trees down. If they're over a certain line, I guess, it just looks like a tornado has just ripped them out, and they're just shredded. Well, it, it could be for safety really purposes. Bad. Could be for safety purposes. You don't want a car yeah, to hit a tree. Yeah, but it's 30, 40 yards off the highway. There's, it's, it's like, it's way too far off the highway to actually be a safety issue All right, of well, any sort. So well, just, let's see if somebody calls Mike with an answer. Okay? It looks bad. All right, Mike, thank you for the call. Anybody got an answer for Mike? Sandy, you're next. Hang on. Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It is uh, 9.35. Glad to have you with us. And uh, we were talking, a caller called up about the uh, trees in the side of uh, I-70. Somebody else called up and said they're actually going to widen the interstate, and that's perhaps what it's all about. I thought that might be, but I wasn't sure. Uh, We're talking about the balloons and, uh, or not balloons, plural, but the balloon uh, from China. Uh, And I got some interesting comments through GaryNolan.com. I'll get to those in a minute. Uh, And then uh, we played this Chip Roy audio uh, where, uh, frankly, Maxine Waters got owned. Uh, But Sandy is on the line, so let's bring her in. Sandy, good morning. Good morning. And I'm calling about your balloon. Many years ago, I know everybody's heard about Roswell, New Mexico. After that, I began working with the balloon group that was in New Mexico. And wait, wait, balloons, when you say balloon group, what do you mean, balloon group? They put helium-filled balloons up in the outer atmosphere. Oh, okay, so weather balloons. Uh, and you that- get, no, they are not weather balloons. They are helium-filled balloons with payloads underneath them. And you can gather information. You can do, we had things that they didn't put on the space shuttles because they cost too much money. We could put on there. We took information from other areas. It can be done. This balloon needs to be destroyed and whatever is underneath it. Interesting. Uh, Did you have any way to guide those balloons? Or were they Um, just subject to the wind? No, pretty much once you you put them up there, they were guided by the the wind trajectories in the outer atmosphere. So we had to check with all of that stuff before we could put one up, and we had to get approval from NASA before we could send it up. And so, who who is we, by the way? Is this the CIA, was, the FBI? It, no. It was run through the military in under research and development. Mm-hmm. And that's about as far as I can go with that. Um, <laughs> but they can be put up there, and... They follow whatever the wind trajectory is going, but you try and know what that's going to be before you put it up. And you can't stop it. We had things that would, um, I guess, explode it up there. Other guys put that stuff together. And then there was a parachute that came down with the payload to let it come down so we could retrieve it and get the information. So do you think that the Roswell, New Mexico thing was one of those balloons? Um, well, it was at one time. And that's why, you know, whenever I hear things about the aliens out there and all this, it's like, okay, we did put balloons up there. They had a facility there that they did that with. Um, But then there was also another facility in New Mexico that worked under that. So anything's possible. And if we're letting a foreign government have something like that go over the United States, that shouldn't happen. Because we know, don't know think, what they're going I think, I think I'm going to start airing a show that starts at midnight. Uh, Sandy, thank you very much. Interesting. Really fascinating. Uh-huh. Glad, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Wow. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, Fox News this morning, they were suggesting the balloon could do something that could affect our missile capabilities. Uh, 
On the balloon, something really stinks. How in the hell did this thing get all the way to Montana without anybody noticing or stopping it? They did notice it. They just didn't stop it. Our worthless president doesn't have the stones to shoot the balloon down. Uh, let's see. Uh, what if it's full of COVID or some biohazard? Uh, Ken goes on to point out what our last caller did, that uh, once the balloon is up there, you can't really guide it. Uh, Rick says, uh, how does the balloon overcome Earth's rotation and stay over the U.S.? Well, we'll see if it stays. I, I, I don't know. If, if it's just a balloon, uh, who knows where the winds will take it. Gary, I think I heard on TV this morning, well, on the treadmill that one of those Chinese weather balloons, a.k.a. spy balloon, was also spotted over Canada. I think the Chinese were right. The balloon is off course. The one over Canada was meant to be over Montana, too. <clears throat> I'm not sure that it's not the same balloon, Jay, I, I think. Problem with putting a bullet through it. The bullet goes somewhere else afterward. Imagine the stink of personal or property damage for what would be considered an unnecessary military action over North America. Second, the balloon is at its max inflation right now, even if it was going to pop. Uh, even if uh, it was uh, going to pop, it would pop right now. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Maxine Waters, the newest member of the Slow Talkers of America. Uh, they're cleaning the right-of-way for the highway uh, uh, on uh, 44 to Springfield. Okay, uh, let me go back to the phones. John is on the line. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm good, Gary. So just before World War II and slightly after World War II started, Japan was sending balloons to the United States with all kinds of experimental ways to harm us. And I was thinking the other night and talking, uh, there's been a, these books out the, the day after, the hour after, and the year after, or the minute after, I should say. And th he talks about EMPs. So what would stop the, the, the Chinese or Russians or whoever from sending a balloon over here with an EMP attached to it and a way to detonate it when it gets at their prime and opportune spot, and they would never have to launch a rocket to shoot at us. We would never see it. We would never know it even hit. It would just explode someplace in the United States to knock out our power grid. Well, that's if you could, part, if you could create a strong enough, most. if you could create a strong enough EMP, uh, you could do that. You would destroy uh, electric uh, uh, grids everywhere. We, unless you had a Faraday cage, everything in your house would uh, that was plugged in would be uh, toast. That's my point. That's the scary part because if it did, it would put us back into the Stone Age. Yeah, I think there are some uh, grossly exaggerated responses on that. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. John, i got to run. Thank you. Glad to have you on a Gary Nolan show. There's some people who say that if, if that ever happens, and by the way, there is a natural phenomenon that where it, an, an EMP comes in uh, from the sun. I think it uh, happened in the 1800s, took down telegraph lines everywhere. There is a belief that if that happened, millions of Americans would die, that we would be 
um, just devastated. But I don't think so. I mean, I think it would cause considerable harm, and I think there would be uh, fatalities. But we are, if left to our own means, pretty resilient, pretty fast on our feet. And I would, I would argue that uh, if there were an EMP and it took out our electric grid, that we would have ways around it in very short order. We would have ways to, um, to get things up and running. Maybe a little sloppy, it may be a little ugly, but it would probably happen. And uh, and we would we would uh, overcome it and and I think we would do it pretty quickly. I don't think millions would die. Uh, there may be a few thousand, but I I think that would be the extent of it. Just my opinion, because I do believe if 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 people are free, they'll come up with ways. Eight eight seven four ninety three ninety uh, toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Feds are backing down on their expanded financial snooping. We'll get to that a little later in the program. And big government doing the stupidest things. We'll tell you what this Canadian dairy farmer explained about Canada. That's next on The Gary Nolan Show. And it is 49 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 874-9390, toll-free numbers, 800-529-5572. Uh, we'll try and get to this Canadian uh, dairy farmer uh, in just a minute. But messages coming in from GaryNolan.com. Let's see. All these people fretting about people on the ground getting hurt. If they brought the balloon down, obviously uh, never been to Montana. Very few places in the United States. That is uh, that are emptier. Robert says, I think our military could make a bunch of giant wiener dog balloons and send them over China. Uh, if Joe shoots down, the Chinese might take it out of his pay. <laughs> uh, the danger of getting rid of the good... Co- what? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let me go to the phones here. Uh, where are we going? I guess we're going to Allen. Alan, good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I have a concern uh, in Greene County. Uh, those who may be interested, uh, they're not expunging drug charges uh, if you have an SK, I'm not SK, uh, uh, SIS. Uh, I just wanted to let the people know that. Well, I assume you had a uh, a drug charge, or you know someone who did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's see when did, when were they supposed to have expunged it? Well, they're supposed to start expunging it this week. Uh, but I called them, and they informed me that if you have an SIS. They will not expunge it. Doesn't matter the level of charge. For instance, a misdemeanor or or, or higher. Well, uh, I would uh, go to uh, MissouriGunLaw.com and send Dale Roberts a message and see what uh, what he says. To see what your recourse you might be. I, I don't have his phone number. I just, uh, his website is mogunlaw.com. Okay. 
Okay. Thank you. All right. You are welcome. Uh, he's a pretty good attorney, and and he'll he'll work he'll work to find the answer for you. Uh, Froster Punch Friday, so uh, we can go anywhere. We've got all kinds of topics to talk about. I love this piece out of Canada. This is what big government does. They are so screwed up. The problem, here's the big problem with big government. You've got a few bureaucrats who decide what's best for 300 million people. In our case, 300 million plus. And they're not capable. Nobody is capable. Nobody is that smart. No handful of bureaucrats can do that. Uh, everybody has different needs. They find different ways around different problems. Uh, but but the governments, uh, these big government bureaucrats always think they have the right answers. And they, they seldom do, if ever. And up in Canada, they've come up with <laughs> quotas for dairy farms. And this is, this is just ugly. Um, I will play this for you. This is a, a Canadian dairy farmer. Uh, in uh, southern Ontario, with 30,000 liters of milk. Apparently, they've gone over quota. Hey, guys, we're here at Gidenbo's Farm in uh, southern Ontario. We milk about 260 cows. Uh, right now, during the winter months, we do milk quite a bit more milk because the feed is very consistent. And as you do a good job, you will produce quite a bit of milk. God. And so why is the milk so expensive? Maybe because the government has put quotas on it. Governments do that and they they never get it right. They just never get it right. Froster Buns Friday, Andy in Springfield. Good morning. How are you? Okay, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Have you ever Andy, you're gonna have to get closer to the to the tel- Andy, you're gonna have to get closer to the phone or something because I can barely hear you. Sorry about that. Um, have you... Is that video still playing? Hang on a second. Hang on. <laughs> okay. I, will, I didn't make it any of that, did you? Uh, well, no, I think he's trying to get closer to the phone or something. Ah. Are you there, Andy? Yeah, I was trying to find that video that you were showing. So, anyway. Um, have you ever been on a hot air balloon? No, I have not. I rode one in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin years ago. And the guy that ran the company said that the worst kind of weather to travel in is days like today, where it's light and variable because the wind just can get go wherever, about 30 feet up in the air. And um, I'll vouch for that as far as them drifting around. But 
it's really interesting to worry about how hot air balloons work, and obviously that's what we're talking about here today. Okay. So, uh. but, but if you have any questions um, about hot air, about balloons like that, you can give him a call. It's a Lake Geneva Air Balloon Company. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we're beyond it. This is not a manned balloon like you were on. It's an unmanned balloon, and I think it's just subject to the winds. Uh, at least that's what I think. I'm not convinced because. Well, yeah, they're very different. But as far as how how it works to to be a, in a balloon or how a balloon works in the air, yeah. it's, it's very fascinating to learn how they work. But uh, all right, thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, the hot air balloons work by heating the air inside the balloon. This vehicle does not have. Uh, anything uh, generating heat and filling the balloon. It's filled with uh, a lighter-than-air gas, and it's just going. I suspect where the wind is taking it, but I have no way of knowing for sure. I I don't understand why we let it get as far in as we did. Uh, I'm sure we have some means to to take it down, uh, and I and I do believe we we should. Just to find out what's in there, I think there are some risks involved, but I think the risks are are outweighed uh, by uh, not knowing what they're doing and finding out if they're telling us the truth. And apparently this is not the first time that uh, one of their balloons has, uh, you know, flown over this way. I don't think it's an accident, but I'm not sure how they could how they would arrange that. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Florida teacher was arrested. We'll tell you why uh, that happened. And the masks. You remember how we argued about the masks over COVID-19? You remember how the, 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 the Board of Health, which in Boone County, Missouri, hasn't been right since the first time I was uh, uh, introduced to them. They are the most useless bunch of idiots I have ever seen. And they came up with all these rules about wearing masks. The federal government came up with all these rules about wearing masks. I see people even today by themselves in their car or walking down the street and they're wearing masks. Well, a study has been uh, has just concluded about wearing masks and flu transmission i'll share that with you at about five after ten on a froster buns friday the gary nolan show the zimmer radio network this is the gary nolan show 